Welcome to our podcast. Here you'll find the latest ministry from our church. We hope it blesses you and gives you a fresh perspective. Lord, help me minister this word, Lord. It's your word, and it's a word that we love, and uh, uh, Lord, challenge us and change us. As we, as we read your word and just guide my thoughts and my words that you might speak through me in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Lance asked me to speak on integrity. Integrity, that's a big, difficult word for me. <laughs> I'm only a simple guy. But we're going to have a look at integrity. And... Um, uh, First, I just want to just say a few words about the love of God. We sung it, love conquers all, and um, I believe it's important how much uh, we, uh, we grasp of how much God loves us. He loves us with unconditional love. While we were dead in trespasses and sins, he loved us and sent his son to die for us. He loves us with unconditional love. He loves us with eternal love. He loves us with... Perfect love, and uh, it, it, it says uh, nothing can separate us. The word of God says, from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, things present, things to come, life, death, principalities, and powers. And whatever we go through, nothing can separate us from His love. And, and, and I believe we often limit God's love, especially when we're going through difficult, hard, uh, hard times which God does and will take us through. Um, and we just think, is God does God love me? But he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm for you. I'm working for you every day. And I'm always with you. And I'll love you more than you'll ever know. He loves us. As, and he loves us individually, personally. But, but, and he knows our name. And, uh, and, and that love conquers can conquer us all and can set us free and uh, uh, love is powerful love drives away all fear as we uh, we heard at a funeral that love is stronger than death love and when we dwell in god i believe we got, god wants us to dwell in, in in his great love and the thing is i believe he doesn't want us because he loves us that much he doesn't want us to stay the same he, he, he loves us and he, he wants to change us. He wants to mould us. He wants to make us. He's fashioning us for eternity. Um, we're in training for reigning with him in eternity. He doesn't leave us as we are. Because he loves us, he wants us to grow up and grow up into maturity. And uh, uh, we are a work in progress. And... So I believe we need to think of that as we go through life. Know that he loves us. Know that nothing can separate us from his love. And when we go through the hard times, he's taken us uh, through those times because he loves us and he wants us to grow uh, into the likeness of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. The Queen's speech in 2014, um, she was on about gifts and giving and she said what what can we give jesus what can we give jesus 
And she read from the carol, the Christmas carol, and it says, What can I, uh, uh, um, in a bleak midwinter, what can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? I'll give him my heart. And that's what he wants, brothers and sisters. He wants our hearts. And he wants, uh, you know, Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labour and are heavy, heavy laden. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and you'll find rest for your soul. And it's really about a, a submitted heart, a yielded heart uh, that, that, God, that God wants. He wants our heart. And uh, there's a, many, many scriptures. Everything flows from the heart, really. We believe in our heart through salvation. Uh, he, he, the commandment is the greatest commandment that we want. Love God with all of our heart. And uh, from the heart, we, we're told to forgive. These are scriptures. And we're not to doubt in our heart. Out of the abundance, the heart, the mouth speaketh. Every man as he purposes in his heart, let him give. Christ dwells in our heart by faith. Make, we're to make melody in our heart. <clears throat> God has sent his spirit into our heart. We're crying, Abba, Father. And, the, and we could go on. There's, there are many, many others. And one that's been quoted last week by Keith and by Pastor Lan the week before, um, anybody know it? No. It's about the heart and it says, it's out of Proverbs, I think it's chapter 4, uh, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. For out of it flow the issues of life. And when you talk about integrity, it's all to do with the heart. It's all to do with whether we, our heart is right we cannot walk in integrity if our heart isn't right. God wants our heart. And it's his royal throne. It's where Christ dwells. And, um, you, you know, I believe there's a place for God in every man in this world. And it's deep within their heart. You, you find in all different uh, cultures and people, they make gods of stone and wood and the sun and out, you know over the, the hundreds and thousands of years they've sought to make a God and that's because there's a place within us uh, where God is to be where God is to, to reign where he is to, to rule where he is to be the centre and, um, and and that only comes from a yielding heart if, you, if you're having a difficult time now if there's some bitterness or unforgiveness yield to God because he wants a yielding he says learn of me I'm meek and lowly of heart, and you'll find a rest for your, for your soul. Um, the first place that integrity is, is spoken about, it's spoken about the heart, and um, uh, the king of Imelech, Abraham, came with his wife Sarah, and Abraham said to king of Imelech, this is my um, sister, and... Uh, so Abimelech took Sarah into his sort of his harem type of thing. He thought he, he wanted to, he, she looked lovely and beautiful. And God came to Abimelech in the night and he, he said to him, 
he says, I, I, I'm going to kill you. You're going to die. And um, and Abimelech says to him, did Abraham not say to me, she is my sister? Because he was going to take her, Sarah probably to be, to be his wife. Did not Abraham say to me, she is my sister? And she, is, she even herself said, he is my brother. And then he says, this is the first place integrity says, in the integrity of my heart and in the innocency of my hands, I did this. And God said to him in a dream, yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart. For I also have held you, withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. And he told him to restore uh, Abram's wife. And she was, actually, if you read in verse 12, but indeed, uh, it, Abram says, she is truly my sister. She is my, the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she, she is his wife. So Abraham and Sarah didn't tell lies, but that was the, that's the first reference and offerance. Often in the Bible, the first reference that you find for integrity is is where it, what it really really means. And uh, God looked, and um, Abimelech was heart was pure and clean and innocent. There was no ulterior motive. There was no false motive. He thought sincerely uh, that uh, Sarah was his sister and that she was there to, and he could court her and go after her. And he thought he had that sincerity. On God, uh, it says God looked into the heart and he saw the sincerity and the innocence and uh, the integrity of his heart. And I'm going to come on to David because... Uh, you, you probably know the story well, um, where David was chosen, and uh, where, he, where Samuel went to the son of Jesse to choose uh, a, a king, and he rejected Saul, and they were going to choose um, a new king, and um, and anoint him, and all the sons of Jesse came forward, one after another, and. Uh, Samuel thought, surely this is, these are strong soldiers, these are real big strong men, and these are, surely this is the Lord's anointed. One after another, brothers came forward, and, um, and then to, until that all finished. And, and Samuel said to Jesse, is there anybody else? He said, well, there's only that, our young lad, our young shepherd boy, David, up in the hills. And he, said, he says, bring him. And uh, God says, to Samuel, he says, you look on the outside, a man looks on the outside, but God looks on the inside. And um, I'm saying all this because we can't be men and women of integrity uh, unless our heart is, is right. And uh, God looks on the inside. We know that well-known scripture in Hebrews chapter 4, the word of God is quick and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Dividing between soul and spirit, joint and marrow, is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of our heart. And God is always looking. There's many, many scriptures. God looks at our heart. He looks at your heart and my heart. 
I know we've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And in, in a sense, he's given us a new heart. But while we're still in this fleshy body of flesh, the devil can put things into our heart. Anything that's opposite to the word of God, he will seek to put into our heart. The flesh can intervene in our life and bad things and unforgiveness and hate and jealousy can get into our heart. And that's why the, that scripture I said, with all, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. God's deeply concerned with our heart that it is sincere and that it's pure and, and that it's clean. <clears throat> and it, as I just said, the thoughts and intents, God goes deep deep within our innermost being and sees our thoughts and the intents of our heart. And why did he choose David? He spoke, you'll find it in the Acts of the Apostles, um, 13, verse 22, and David God, uh, David, God says, he's a man after my own heart who will fulfill my will. And... Um, you know, uh, out of all Israel, God looked at the heart of David and he saw it in his heart something there that others didn't have. He knew that David would fulfill his, his will. He would have a heart of integrity, a heart uh, which was yielded to God. That's an amazing statement to say, he's a man after my own heart, he's like my heart. And, and he, he will fulfill all, all of my will. And, and that's, I believe that's similar to what Jesus said, learn and me from me can lowly die. David had that sort of heart which was soft, which was pliable, which was meek and lowly. And he would listen to the voice of God and he would obey God. He made mistakes in his life. We all will do while we're in this fleshy body. But, it, but, but truly his heart was a heart and he wanted to do what God told him to do. And his heart was open and his heart was soft and his heart was clear. His heart was pure in that sense, a man after God's own heart. And God, that's why God chose him. He wants our hearts to be hearts of integrity. And you, and you see, um, I'll just read you one or two things. What David, David's prayer, it's a well-known prayer. And as he stood before God, this is what he would pray. And it's a good prayer to pray. Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. He said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me. And know my anxieties, and see if there be any wicked or know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. Lead me in your way, the heavenly way, God's way, the Jesus way, the way of the kingdom of God. He, he's saying, I want to walk, help me, I need your help, God, lead me in the way, search my heart, show me if there's anything wrong there, for I want to be led, I want my heart to write to you, but uh, before you. He also asked, 
You'll find uh, that's in Psalm 141. Set a guard, Lord, on my mouth. Keep the watch over the door of my lips. And do not incline my heart to any evil thing. And then again in Psalm 51, Create in me a clean heart, O God. This is a Psalm of David. And renew a right spirit in within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. And do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of salvation and uphold me with your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors in the ways and sinners shall be converted to you. David had a heart of integrity. And God actually says that in 1 Kings 9. It was, it, it was Solomon's charge. And he says now to, to Solomon, now if you walk before me as your father David walked in integrity of heart and uprightness to do according to all that I have commanded you and if you keep my statutes and my judgments then will I establish the throne of your kingdom over Israel forever, ever. And there are other places where God speaks uh, about David and says that he's got uh, a heart of integrity and that he would do the will of God. If you look in the dictionary, integrity it means uprightness, honesty, purity, truth, um, sincerity, and that's what God wants for our heart. He wants that. Uh, he wants a pure heart. The word sincere. The word sincere comes from um, a Latin word which means sincere. And in the ancient days, you'd have a, 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 um, a potter that made the pots, and you, you'd have the man that made the um, sculptor that made the sculptures. And if if that was a, a, a crook like a man, a, a wicked um, merchant, and he found cracks in his pot. Or he found, or the um, the one who made the statues found the cracks there. Uh, the sculptor, they would get wax and they would get the dust of the uh, of the statue, the marble, and they'd rub it in and fill it all in. And the same with the potter, they'd get the the wax and they would uh, mix it with the dust of the potter and they would rub it all in and they would cover it all up. And then they would sell the statues as perfect. But really they weren't perfect. But if you were an honest merchant and uh, you were an honest uh, sculptor and an honest potter, they would put the words on, they would put the words sin, sira. Sin means without and sira means wax. They would put the words on uh, in front of the statue 
saying this is a, a pure block of marble and uh, or granite and there's no defect in it or this is a pure um, bars and there's no defect in it sincera which means without wax and they would put their name underneath it giving their name to it and they were honest and uh, and and that's where the word sincere comes and um, if you look in the dictionary at integrity you'll find sincerity is one of the words there are many others there by the side of it sincerity is one of the others and uh, it's what we put on the bottom of a letter sometimes yours sincerely um, in other words uh, you know I'm really uh, for you I, I, you know, I'll help you if you have any needs. I'm yours. I'm yours faithfully. I'm faithfully yours. I'm sincerely yours. And um, the thing is, um, we we can have cracks in our life. We can be like if we haven't got sincerity in our life, people will see the cracks in our life. And um, you could put sincerely on the bottom of a, a letter and card and think, well. I, I hope I don't see them again, They're, you know. <laughs> and that isn't sincerity. You know, what you put the sincerely there, but you don't really mean it. You know, and you, you'd say, I'm going to avoid that person. And you, you put sincerely or yours faithfully. And you're not yours that faithfully, and you're not sincerely. God wants our hearts, hearts of sincerity and integrity and sincerity, without cracks, without defects, and... Uh, uh, in our lives, he wants our hearts pure um, as his children. And by the Holy Spirit, he does purify us. As I said, I know we're washed in the blood of the Lamb, but we're living in a fallen world. And in this body, we can easily let the enemy or the flesh get in or somebody says something wrong and we are bitter and, and uh, we have hate or we have anger or we have jealousy. That cracks that, that's not sincerity. God wants us to love one another sincerely, it says, out of a pure heart. Uh, that's the word, word of God. Without wax, sincerity. There's a beautiful song. And um, we used to sing it. And, and this speaks of what I'm trying to say. Jesus, take me as I am. I can come no other way. Take me deeper into you. Make my flesh life melt away. Make me like a precious stone, crystal clear and finely owned. Life of Jesus shining through, giving glory back to you. He wants us crystal clear. People want to see Jesus in us. They don't want to see us. Uh, and our failings that one is and the more that we sort of die to stealth and yield to God and submit to God and forgive and don't hold bitterness and, and put off the things and what what uh, Keith read out right at the beginning uh, I thought it was applicable therefore laying aside all malice and all deceit and all hypocrisy and all envy 
and all evil speaking as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you might grow. God wants us to grow. Get rid of deceit. And I'm going to point out, if, you, if, you, if I'm, time's going, isn't it? But let me tell you a, a few things. And Jesus was pure uh, integrity, full of grace, full of truth. He walked in perfection. And we know that he was perfect. He was utterly uh, yielded to the Father. All the Father asked him to do, he would do. And he obeyed the Father. And that's what God wants us to do from the heart. <clears throat> True integrity is pureness and sincerity and openness of heart before God. And out of that, God will, uh, will come honest and upright character. Truthfulness, faithfulness, trustworthiness, morality, upstanding, uprightness, sound biblical principles, and whatever else is good and sound. Out of a heart of integrity in sincerity and a honest art towards God will come everything else that's good and we'll walk as men and women of integrity. A quick check, let me... Do we keep our word? A man of integrity keeps his word. Um, is a man's word is as good, uh, they say a man is as good as his word. Do we keep our word? Men of in, women of integrity keep their word. Are we dependable and reliable when we say we're going to do something? I'm really uh, pointing some certain things out now. Are we dependable or are we reliable? Um, because if we are, that's integrity. Do we exaggerate? We know the old story of the fish was only that big, but it was this big. And we can exaggerate for our own gain and our own glory. Jesus pointed out, he says, when you pray, when you fast, when you give, don't tell anybody. If you start spouting it round and doing it in front of people, he says, you have your reward. That, that's, that's not integrity of heart. That's pride. And we, we're praying and we're giving. Oh, I've given this. Oh, I've given them. That's not integrity. That's you, you're giving something and your motive is for self-glory. Or you're praying so others can see you. And your motive is that they might see you and think big of you and think you're somebody special. This is really getting into in, integrity. An exaggeration is another. We can exaggerate on something um, to, to gain something from somebody else. That's not sincerity or, or, or um, integrity. It's a lie. In fact, exaggeration is a lie. Do we run people down? We're behind their back. We, I believe, and uh, you know, we should talk about people behind our back, behind their backs, unless it's good. These are some simple things. Do we keep a secret? I heard the best person to tell a secret, for a wife to tell a secret is to, to her husband. He'll never tell anybody because she never listens anyway. <laughs> no, but no, do we... Because that's important. People tell us something um, in confidence. And a person of integrity won't tell anybody else that keep a secret. 
We're talking about integral integrity here. Do we tell white lies or half-truths? Because that a white lie and half-truth, these are half-lies. Or when we do something wrong, do we wheedle ourselves out of it or do we say, oh, I've done it wrong, own up, honestly, that's what I did, that's integrity. Or we can wheedle our way around it so uh, it don't sound so bad. And, and, and that's, that, these are really getting into things. <clears throat> and we know if we ask ourselves, these kind of things. Praise God. Do we manipulate and control? People manip People are mastered at speaking and uh, uh, it's what your motive is in your heart. We've got a, a sincere motive, that's sincere, without wax, without cracks. Is our, and think, what are our motives? Whatever we say and whatever we do. We must look at our heart. God looks at our heart. We can't fool God. God can't bless things that we do and say that are not honest and true and with sincerity. God can't bless them. They have to be sincere things. God can only bless things that are coming out of an honest and upright in sincerity, not with wrong motives, not with ulterior motives. Praise God. God will test our hearts. Let me just quickly, quickly tell you this. I've had a few things in my life where God's testing me and we don't always do it right and, and you can easily fail. But I remember once at work, um, I was moved from one part of the factory into another part. It was a new part and uh, there were six guys there and usually you would clock in and out. When you clock in, when you go in and clock out. And we were working four shifts, three in the afternoon till three in the morning. And I, got, I went in there and there were six guys there. And the leader of the guys, he says, uh, and they knew what I stood for. Uh, uh, you know, and he said, we don't, you're causing problems here, he says. We fill it, we fill in our own cards together. We don't clock in and we don't clock out. Because the clock hasn't been fitted yet, it's a new part of the factory. So we fill in our cards together and we'll be going home at half past one in the morning, not three o'clock. And we got what we fill in the card. And um, I thought, what, what, you know, what I'm to do? Um, I couldn't stay there on my own because you're not allowed to stay there on. I had to go at half past one. And I'll fill my card in at half past one. And um, that probably cost me hundreds and hundreds of pounds. It was a night shift. We were getting time and uh, a third of time and a half. Um, but I, I did it. And the guy, the, the guy who was a leader of all, who was doing it, he, he's dead now. And I, and I actually went to pray and point him to Jesus, you know. As he was dying with cancer. But, you know, there's a price to honesty, isn't there? There's a price to honesty. Um, you know, I, I remember when I first got saved, I got a spanner in the car, and um, a guy had left it in the car about two years before. And, and I thought, when I got saved, I thought, that ain't my spanner. And I had to take it back two years later. But, you know, I'm not saying I'm a man of integrity. But we can endeavour to be like that. That's what David was. That's why God loved David. 
And, and as I say, he did make mistakes and will make mistakes. But God w wants and loves a, a heart of integrity and honesty and sincerity. And he wants us to walk in sincerity and honesty in an uprightness in our, in our Christian lives. I'll just leave you with that. I'm just going to pray that, uh, read you with that. We should know it, shouldn't we? Search me, O God, and know my heart. Do you know it? Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting me. We say, let us search our hearts. God is for us. He wants the best for us. I don't know what we're going to be doing up there in, in heaven, but we, we, we'll rule and reign with him, it says. And um, he don't want us to stay as, our, our, as we are. He wants to change us and fashion us. And he, he wants to make us men of, and women of integrity. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information and resources, please visit our website, www.newlifepentecostal.church. We do hope you'll listen again.